This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you on the Zoom call this morning. We get the uh, privilege of talking to uh, someone who has uh, devoted her time to this community in a very important capacity. Laura Casper is with us. She is the Advocate Coordinator for CASA. And good morning, Laura. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. So um, we're gonna talk about fundraisers and all kinds of things. But I think before we get too far into it, it's important once again to share with everybody what uh, uh, what CASA is and what it does, because CASA is so important to some of our children, and we need to talk about the need, too. So go ahead and explain that to us. And in the meantime, everybody's going to hear another fire truck going north. That's my help, <laughs> because we're, we're having an event there, too, I think. So anyway, tell us about CASA and, and what it does. Well, CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. Um, CASA volunteers, they visit the children in their caseload monthly, and they're the children's voices in the court system. So they write court reports, they visit the children, they get to know the children, they uh, build a relationship with the children, they kind of get to know the case as, as a whole, but their main role is to be the voice for the children in the court system. So they work with us, their advocate coordinators, to write the court reports and just to really be a voice for those children. One of the things that I found when I was a CASA um, um, advocate um, was, let's let the siren go by. <laughs> we are having a day, I think. Um, and that was another big truck. Okay. I, when I was a, when I was an advocate, one of the things that I was most impressed by, besides the training and and what we were charged with, was the ability of of advocates to get to know families and get to know uh, the homes where these children were, and work for the 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 safety, security, and um, viability. Um, mm-hmm. of the environment for these kids. And I think that we sometimes, you and I both know, CASA gets confused with big brothers, big sisters. So if you're a volunteer for CASA, you're taking kids out to go to movies and you're having ice cream and doing all that. And that is not at all what CASA volunteers do. No, CASA volunteers, they they visit the foster homes that the children are in, and they build this very strong relationship with the children, and they get to know what the children need and what the children want, ultimately, because CASA is a constant figure in the children's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have caseworkers and DCFS representatives, you know, they have to look at the whole picture. CASA is just for the child. So they work solely to see what the child needs and wants. And then they, they voice that through their court reports. Absolutely. And um, that's one of the things actually you learn in the training, which we're going to talk a little bit about that because it's excellent training. It really, when you think about this, if you haven't done it or been around uh, CASA volunteers, you kind of think, oh my gosh, well, I'm not qualified to go in and evaluate somebody's home or environment or anything like that. 
And you learn with a training that is just common sense. You're just going in. Is this child healthy? Is this child okay? Is this environment helping the child? Um, and, and I think that's sometimes, you know, where we, we're almost afraid of that. But it's really the training for volunteers is so good. You actually get people to the point where you understand what you're supposed to be doing and you're just stopping by and making a visit. Yeah. And we try to, we prepare our, you know, our advocates as much as we can. And, and we also make it available to our advocates that we'll go with you if you're nervous or if you feel that this is something that you just, oh, I don't know if I can do this. We'll go with you. We'll help mm-hmm. you along the way. Yeah, I was telling Laura before we went on air, I still remember when I finished my training. And uh, at that time, it was Judge DeArmon, Craig DeArmon that swore us in. He was still on the bench here. And um, and he charged us to go out and be the advocates for the kids. And he emphasized how important it is what CASA does, because everybody that's involved in one of these cases uh, has a goal or a mission. Uh, for CASA, the only mission we have is the safety, health, and well-being of the children. And the, we're the voice to the court so that the court knows whatever judge is sitting on the bench for that particular case can make the right decision on where that child should go to get on with its life. And uh, that's a that's a responsibility, but it's a singularly focused one. And, and uh, it, it means a lot, I think, to the to the volunteers that take it on. Yes, I, I agree. And I think when you told me that earlier today, it gave me chills just to hear that because I do think that a lot of people get swept up and, oh my gosh, I have to look at the whole case or mm-hmm. you know, I have to get to know the parents and the foster parents and, and you, don't, you don't have to. And it's always, I like to tell my advocates, take it one step at a time and only do what you feel you're ready for at the time. I try to make sure that we go in slow so that nobody's overwhelmed and I hope that that helps too. Well, and like I said, it's a lot of it's just common sense. Uh, you, you look at the child and you see what that environment is. And if they, if they look like they're, they're, they're thriving and surviving, then, you know, it's, it's, it's working and you'll get them where they need to be. I think it's an important thing we might mention before we start talking about the, we'll do the fundraiser when we come back from break, but I think it might be important to explain to people what the level of need is we have and who these children are. So just to give you an idea, we have 67 volunteers right now, Vermilion and Edgar counties, and they're serving about 133 children. There are still hundreds more children waiting for a volunteer. Um, we, we have, there's quite a few children in care. Just to tell you, so far in 2021 in Vermilion County, there's been 88 new children that have come into foster care. And our goal always has been and always will be to make sure that every child has a CASA advocate because their, their role is just so important. Um, the need is so large to have an advocate for these children. Again, it's important to talk about who these children are, not by name, but yeah. where these kids come from, because this is not a matter of uh, bad kids doing bad things at all. Yes, these are, these are children that are in the foster care system because of abuse or neglect on their parents' behalf. Um, there, there's a large quantity of children who have come into care due to substance abuse or, you know, physical abuse from the parents. And it's not the children's fault. And a lot of times the children look at it like there is, like it is their fault or well, that sure. this is 
kids do that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a, an awesome thing that CASA can do is just kind of explain to children and be there for the children to help them understand that this is no fault of theirs. Um, and so um, we're, we're going to obviously continue to always ask for more volunteers. And I want to I want to start talking about that. We're going to go to break here in a couple minutes. But um, who do you reach out to? Uh, who are the people you think make good advocates? Because I think some people probably underestimate what they can do to change a child's life. Honestly, we reach out to anyone because I think anyone can do it. I think that, like you said, with how it's common sense, it doesn't take this, you know, extremely, you know, well-educated about the foster care system person to do this. So we reach out to to anyone that is interested in making a difference in their community. We reach out to a lot of um, people that are retired because they have, you know, a little bit more time to spend on it. But we also try to reach out to the younger, the younger folks that, especially people that might have gone through this themselves that have gone through the foster care system. That's, it's also another great way for, for them to make a difference as well. Absolutely. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, about your fundraiser and how you're funded. And then we're going to talk a a little bit more about volunteers and about training. So people understand kind of the specifics of what they're asked to do as an advocate. And we'll do that in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490. WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning on the Zoom call with Laura Casper, who is the advocate coordinator for CASA here in Vermilion County and also Edgar. Um, so, Laura, we're talking a little bit about CASA itself and what it does, and we're going to talk more about the volunteers that um, work with CASA and the, and the children that, that are in foster care. I'm going to talk more about that, but before we do that, explain to us, Laura, how you're actually funded and why this upcoming golf event is so important. So CASA of Vermilion and Edgar Counties is grant funded. And so donations are greatly needed to help us continue to, you know, uh, support training needs and, and to buy supplies for training and to, to also just continue to be able to serve the Vermilion and County area. Um, and while we all, have, those of us that care about CASA obviously think it's a very important cause, there's a lot of places for money to go. and. Um, there aren't always enough resources for CASA to do all that it needs to do. So what is this golf tournament about? What are you, what are you hoping to accomplish with it? And when is it? Well, so our golf outing is on September 17th, and it's at the Danville Country Club. And the reason that we are having a golf outing is to raise funds to better serve the children that are in foster care through Vermilion and Edgar counties. And you know that, that money goes towards training supplies so that we can um, better train the advocates that are coming into our, our counties. Um, we use that money to buy supplies for the office. Um, it, it goes a long way, it really does. Sure. So um, can anybody sign up for the golf thing or donate or whatever, what do they need to do? Yeah, anybody can sign up to golf the event. Um, it's $100 per player, so about $400 a team. There's still plenty of stats available for teams to sign up. 
Um, it's a one o'clock shotgun start at the country club and it should be a great day. Absolutely. All right, let's go back to uh, volunteers. Um, so give us an, an overview of what that train, you've got one coming up, a training. Yes, so let's we have a training. About, yeah, when is that going to be? That training starts on September 27th. And okay. we are taking on an online format with this training. And we've done that for about a year now with doing some online trainings. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback from advocates that have gone through the online format who say it's actually very convenient because it, yeah. it allows them to continue to you go about their busy lives, but still dedicate time towards CASA. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what the actual training is like. Um, like I said, it's been several years for me, but I just remember that it was really a, an eye-opener and giving me an idea of what it's like to perform these duties, which again is a very kind of strange thing uh, until you get comfortable with it as far as going into somebody's home and kind of sort of evaluating them, evaluating the environment. But uh, the way you're trained to do it, it really, it's, it's okay. Explain a little bit about what people learn when they go through the training. Yeah, so during trainings, we cover topics that they're going to come into, they're going to come and see when they do their visits. So we try to, to cover topics such as substance abuse, domestic violence, physical abuse or neglect. Um, we try to cover those topics so they can understand why those children have come into foster care so they can get a better understanding as to, you know, when they, when they take a case, they read why the child came into care. Yes. And so we want them to be able to understand that better. So we try to, you know, we want to give them a better understanding as to what the children we serve are experiencing and to just give them an idea as to, you know, what have the traumatic events that have happened to these children so we try to, we, we do a lot of real life activities. We do a lot of, um, hand, if, you know, if we were in person, we do a lot of hands-on activities so that they can read real life case scenarios as to what it's like. So they know what to expect when they go out and pick a case. You know, we also go over the court process and how to write a court report, because I think a lot of advocates, they get scared about that part. They're like, oh my gosh, I have to write a court report and it goes to the court and the judge is going to read it. We try to go over really in depth as to what that court report is going to look like. And we always tell our advocates, we'll help you. We try to be there with you every step of the way. Yeah, I think probably one of the intimidating parts of, of the CASA training for a lot of people really is that court uh, component because most people don't step foot inside a courtroom um, uh, in their entire lives. And so to go to the court and have written a report that a, that a judge on the bench is actually reading and considering, it's kind of an interesting experience for people. For me, I've been in and out of courtrooms for years as a reporter, so that wasn't intimidating, but it was an interesting feeling to walk into the court on behalf of my CASA child and to hear what the the various the various attorneys from the stay, the court, whatever, talking, and then how the judge approached it. It was really an interesting experience. And I realized what Judge Diarman meant when he told us that what we the information we give to the court is so critically important because that's all the judge has to go on 
other than what the state says or the, the attorneys say. And we're from that perspective of the child. So that's why that matters so much. It's a it's an impactful kind of situation. You get comfortable with it. They don't really, I don't think in the whole time I was a an advocate I ever had to testify, but my reports were there and they were filed. And even that is for people, it's not a it's not a time time consuming thing. You just do your visit and go back and write up a quick report. It goes to the judge and you move on. It's it's not a huge time consumer. Exactly. Yeah. And and like I said, you know, we try to make sure our advocates know that we'll help you. You know, that that's my role as an advocate coordinator is to assist you in whatever you need. So whether that be, you know, I have some advocates who, who don't really aren't able to put their notes into our computer system that we use. So I tell them to just come into the office and tell yeah. me what tell me what you wrote and I'll do that for you. Like I, I try to be as, as helpful as I can. Yeah, and that really makes a difference for people. Again, it's a it's an interesting experience. You get very comfortable with it after you've done it, but it does take some time. And again, I want to encourage people, if you're, if you're interested in giving back, particularly if you're retired and have some time, uh, but you know, even those who are working can do this because it isn't a huge consumer of time. But um, consider doing this because the training will help you. You're there to help them. Uh, it's not a huge impact, and you're you're potentially affecting a child's life. That's the that's the thing to stay focused on. Correct? Yes, and and honestly, you are making a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're going to go to break and come back and talk more with Laura in just a moment on Newsmakers fourteen ninety WDAN fourteen ninety WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you on the Zoom call this morning talking to Laura Casper, who is the advocate coordinator for CASA here in Vermilion County and also in Edgar County. Um, So, Laura, we were talking earlier about the training and and how important that is. Um, It is a lengthy training, is it not still? Um, I'm it not is. sure. Yeah, that, yes, it, it does take that. The, the training does take some time. But as you said, you're able to do it via Zoom, which is a little bit more convenient for most people. Um, so it begins September 27th. Is that what you said? Yes, it begins September 27th and it's going to run till October 12th. There's about eight chapters that we'll cover. Um, and we do we're going to do this on Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays of an evening. Yep starting okay. at five o'clock and we usually end around seven o'clock. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. So um, when, if somebody is out there just thinking about this and not really sure, uh, what's your message to them to help them maybe consider going ahead and becoming a volunteer? I think my message to them would be you're, you're the voice for the children when no one else is focusing directly on their voice and their needs and wants. And you're devoting your time to making sure the court system hears the children's needs and wants. And to make sure that that environment where the, the child is spending its foster time until the court decides what's going to happen, um, make sure that that's a good environment. 
Um, and, and I think that's, that's something we all should be responsible for. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, so if um, you really don't, I guess one of the things that I want to make sure we talked about this morning, I don't know if I made it clear enough, but you don't have to have any special training uh, or be in a career professional clinical kind of thing. Just ordinary average people are really who you're looking for, correct? Absolutely. And you don't have to have the educational experience or the professional experience to do this position because we will prepare you for that in our training. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Are you concerned as you go forward as we see these numbers continuing to grow? Because we actually are struggling, not just here, but everywhere with the challenges of dysfunctional families. It's really putting our kids at risk. Uh, where are you on that? Are you worried about it? Yes, I mean, we, we always remain worried about it. And I know that 2020 was a really hard year for the children that we serve because they weren't in school. They weren't at daycare or the facilities that they would usually be at where adults watch them and, and can see how they're reacting and and they can get a better sense as to what's going on in the home and it also hurt us a little bit because we weren't in the home visiting and so that's difficult for us as well but you know we've we've opened it up and you know children are back in school for the most part and so teachers are able to see what's going on with the children and we're back in the homes visiting so we're hopeful but we always remain you know a little cautious at the same time absolutely and we have to realize and i think we you know, we live our lives and we don't always understand how challenged it is that lives are out there in the rest of the community. And we forget that these kids are really at risk and, and what, what CASA can do can mean a lot in them getting on with their, their lives into the future. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't mention it, but that, that's another thing that you do as, a, as an advocate is you, you, you talk to their, their schools, their teachers, uh, all the people that really surround them to ensure that they're in a safe environment. And, and that's really important. But again, you get the training to do that. So it's not like you're just thrown out there. <laughs> so Laura, what's the best way to contact you to talk about? So say somebody wants to volunteer, somebody wants to play in the golf tournament, somebody just wants to donate, um, or if somebody just has questions and wants to know more about CASA. Yeah, so if anybody's interested in any of those ideas, they can call our office. Um, Our phone number is 217-446-5975, or just stop by the office. We're at 211 North Walnut Street in Danville, and we're always there. We're we're happy to answer any questions or do anything we can to assist you. Absolutely. Laura, I thank you for being with us today, and... um, Wish you all the, uh, I hope you're overrun with volunteers because it's so important uh, what you do with CASAS. So thank you for, for all that you do every day. And thank you to all the volunteers. Yes, Take care. thank you so much for having us. You are more than welcome and we'll be happy to talk to you again in the future. Take care. Thank you. All right, join me um, on Monday. We are going to be talking to Doug Toole and Melissa Rome from the health department. And it's gonna be a COVID update, chance to talk to them. Um, And we need to have that conversation. So please uh, join us for that on Monday.
And remember what tomorrow is for so many people whose lives were affected. We were all affected by 9-11. And remember to take a moment and thank God for all the first responders in the world that step up. They, they run in, they don't run away. So we thank them all for what they do every single day to keep us safe and protect us. And um, let's figure out where we're going as a country because right now we're a little confused and we need to figure that out. I will talk to you on Monday on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.